We've all been trained to look out for the negatives. Anything negative yeah. is uh, stuff that we tell ourselves. And so one of the things that this helps with is building a foundation, build, like planting your roots to recognize where you can continuously improve or grow and learn. Yay! All right. Well, welcome to the Discuss and Discuss podcast, where we're going to go into part two Lesson two. Well, well, um, part two part of, two of <laughs> Chop Wood, Carry Water by Joshua Metcalf. I'm Derek. I'm Kevin. So today's topic is how discouragement is evil's greatest weapon. What do you think of that? Kind of blew my mind. <laughs> it blew my mind like crazy when I read this because it's like, oh, wait, he's he's right. Because discouragement is like the only thing that well, he verbalized it as dis discouragement is the only thing that can attack the heart. And then once I read that, I was like, damn, that's, that's true. That's deep. <laughs> <laughs> it is deep because it's the one thing that like prevents you from doing something or holds you back. So to give a little context into this as well for everyone out there, Akira Sensei, as mentioned in part one, touches on this story, the story of a witch, uh, of an evil witch an who evil witch. <laughs> decides to have a, a garage sale <laughs> pretty much for all of her tools. She's retiring. <laughs> <laughs> and these evil tools are jealousy, anger, lust, pride, envy, deceit, adultery. So she goes and sells all of these tools to these people who are interested. There's one tool a guy picks up and she's like, no, no, no. No, no, no. This is not for sale. I don't know how it got out here, but this is my most valuable tool. I plan to give this to my niece. I'm not selling this. And he gets interested and he's like, what is it? And he's like, she's like, I'm not going to tell you. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> on uh, And then on her deathbed, she gives this tool to her niece. Her niece is like, out of all the tools that you had, you had to give me this one? She's like, you don't understand. This is the most powerful tool that I have. It attacks the heart. It is discouragement. You mentioned that discouragement prevents you from doing stuff. And if you truly think about, you know, people who were, who fell into the moments of discouragement and did not pursue their dreams or goals, whatever it is, their mission, let's say Steve Jobs, if he did not come back uh, after being fired from Apple and he stayed discouraged. Apple products, <laughs> iPhone, and even smartphones would not be where they are today. Maybe even MacBooks too. MacBooks, everything. Like, yeah. uh, we all understand that Apple revolutionized a lot of technology and forced innovation. That's why we had like this exponential growth in technology when the first smartphone, which was an iPhone, came out. We had this exponential explosion of technology. And that's why 20 years later, we have everything on our phones, right? Like our phones, uh, a, a 4k camera, pretty much it could, you know, is a calculator. It's our best tool of communication, stuff like that. It's just incredible to think about where we're at now because of one person who did not give in to discouragement. Yeah. So many people too, like Michael Jordan, what was that story where he didn't get draft or picked? Yeah. So, uh, in high school, high school, he wasn't picked for his basketball team, and he was told that he would never play in uh, the NBA. Something like that. 
but he didn't give up. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> and I forgot all the other examples. They named so many. <laughs> yeah. So pretty much like all the athletes that you look up to, um, celebrities, um, inventors too, like Abraham Lincoln. Well, he's not an inventor, but like our famous pastime um influencers <laughs> abraham lincoln abraham lincoln was the an influencer, influencer. <laughs> of his time <laughs> true true um him edison einstein yeah like the one about abraham lincoln's actually kind of interesting interesting because i didn't know that he ran for office multiple times and they said that he would never be president and then when he finally won he gave us you know the emancipation proclamation like just again changed the course of history right stuff like that and it's so crazy to see these people who remain resilient shape history move like you know like pushed movements because they did not give in to discouragement another person i can think of is Mar martin luther king jr they didn't touch it on in the book but same thing you know, during his time, of course, there's a lot of discouragement, <laughs> you know, a lot of death threats. And unfortunately, he didn't have a time to, it didn't have his time. You know, it got cut short. <laughs> but same thing, you know, he pushed a movement forward because he was not giving into discouragement. Rosa Parks. Rosa Parks. Pretty much everyone. <laughs> yeah. If you're a person of color. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> but discouragement is evil's greatest weapon. It is like one of the most fascinating concepts from this book because you don't really think about it. You would think it's anger or lust or jealousy, but discouragement, wow, that's the only one that attacks the heart. Yeah, just putting it into his per uh, perspective that all the other ones don't even compare. Like they do matter, but it's it's so feeling-based. Oh, man. It, it, I, discouragement is a feeling too i guess yeah it's so it's such a hard concept to conceptualize because discouragement is the only one that truly stops you from doing stuff yeah like all the other things actually can lead to discouragement maybe <laughs> yeah i'm trying to think about it it's <laughs> uh, a really good another example that he does pull out is um the lion on a snowy day Beautiful chapter. <laughs> it talks about a man who goes into you know the forest or whatever, and he encounters a lion on a snowy day. While forest and snow. Forest. It's snowing in the forest. It's snowing in the forest. <laughs> but it's a bipolar forest. <laughs> he he encounters the lion, and while most people runs away, he goes and fights the lion, <laughs> and kills it you know beats, beats his it, yeah. because he did not give into his discouragement <laughs> that you can't beat this lion instead he fights it you know days later a king hears about it and the king makes him his royal bodyguard so this idea of giving into your discouragement will prevent you from achieving your you know greatest potential is like the main thing don't actually fight a lion but you don't have to <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's more so like the lion is like your your fears or your all these evil tool, tools that can lead to discouragement mm -hmm. or yeah i keep thinking that they're feelings but then yeah it's difficult i mean we're yeah. still we're still trying to 
chop wood and carry our own water <laughs> to try to learn these life lessons. And I think one of the best ways to probably learn it is to go through it. I think when you have to uh, deal with your feelings, you can be discouraged because it's too much to handle. So like you see a lion and the lion is a metaphor for whatever you're dealing with. You would rather want to run away because it's too scary to face it. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a daunting task. A lion is a, a king of beasts. <laughs> so how do you go up against that? You know, like it, you can only really define that for yourself, especially because the lion is again, something inside of you for the most part. And like, sometimes it could be an external force. However, you have to continue to push through and you know, the best way to defeat discouragement is through encouragement. So how do you stay encouraged? <laughs> Woo-wee. All right. <laughs> this one also is a lot that I don't think we have a true answer to yet for ourselves, at least, you know, me speaking for myself, but to build and strengthen your encouragement, you have to intentionally, intentionally work on six things. What you watch, what you read, what you listen to, who you surround yourself with, how you talk to yourself, and what you visualize. What are your thoughts there? Good stuff. <laughs> That's cut. That's a wrap. We're done. <laughs> uh, it's, it's repeating something that we've heard before, but never maybe uh, took more seriously because we lacked the context. It just sucks when you hear on social media, like, all right, here's what you should do. Uh, watch out. Or they're like, it's always like a business uh, metaphor or whatever. Yeah. Like you are yeah. your closest five friends or something like that. Oh, and, I've never that heard one? that one. No, yeah. I've never wow. heard that one. So th that's the metaphor that I kind of, uh, that this reminded me of. It's like who you hang out with is kind of, that's going to influence who you are, what you think about, what you talk about, and like what you consume and stuff like that. And this is pretty much saying the same thing, what you watch, what you read, listen to, that's what you're consuming. So if you never mm -hmm. take the time to learn more about yourself or um, grow, then you won't grow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you're avoiding the, I don't know, I, I, I guess you could say it's avoiding, or maybe you're just staying numb or mindless or ignorant of your problems and you're like oh why is this happening to me or why can't i get better or something like that it's we've all been trained to or why am i not talented yeah <laughs> we've all been trained to look out for the negatives anything negative yeah. is uh, stuff that we tell ourselves and so one of the things that this helps with is building a foundation build like planting your roots to recognize where you can continuously improve or grow and learn. So if you feel stuck and you're discouraged or something, maybe you have to change what you're watching or what you're listening to, who you're listening to, what you read, your environment, your environment. Like the, one of the, the tougher ones for me personally is how you talk to yourself. Yep. That I think that's one, everyone. That was just crazy. Like when, uh, they broke it down so concisely in this. I was like, oh God, okay, I see. <laughs> and he gives a very good exercise to practice, which is um, going through and writing down your uh, 
I'll have to refer to the, the, the notebook here. Handy dandy notebook. Because it's a few things that you have to um, write down, like literally write down physically. It's writing down your value statement, which is pretty much you are who you are, not what you do. Yep. Your growth mindset statement. That could be anything for the most part. I forget the one that he uses in here. It's pretty much like uh, rather than seeing your failure as like a mistake or something, it's like, oh, this is an opportunity to grow and learn from. Yep. Uh, and then from there, you write down 15 to 63 specific <laughs> things that you did well. Yeah. It's very funny. And I think it's intentional that he said 63 because it's something that you focus on. You know? <laughs> it's like, such an arbitrary number. Yeah. <laughs> so you focus on the things that you did well. And then you um, identify two areas of growth. From there, you write down what you learned. And through these steps of act, truly writing down all of these things, you practice, you reinforce the idea of pretty much positive reinforcement because you're writing down everything that you did well. You do not focus on the things that you uh, made a mistake on. Instead, those are just areas of uh, growth. Yeah. For growth. It's training your mind to see things differently. Like the media has condensed or not condensed. Um, what is it? Manipulated us to believe. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> In the negatives. So that's what we focus on. We're always like, why am I never good enough? Or like, how come I'm not talented? Or why do I suck? Or, you know, and it sucks because then we focus on the negatives and then we get bombarded or marketed with talented people but they worked hard to get to where they are and you can do the same thing yeah well actually the only other thing is that you should not focus on what other people are doing true yeah <laughs> don't compare yourself yeah <laughs> it, it touches it got touched on in this book um, we also read it in a different book uh, i think it was probably the the courage to be disliked actually broke it down pretty uh, nicely which is tasks right the separation of tasks essentially the same thing in this book where you should not focus on what other people are doing. They are building their own house. Yeah. Which, they're building their own house. Which, Maybe we'll talk, talk yeah. about that later. <laughs> uh, you know, just to give the context, it's everyone's on their own journey. Yeah. So if you focus so much on what other people are doing, you forget about yourself. You continuously visualize that other person versus you. So, Focus on what you want, man. Focus on <laughs> focus on anything that's you, you know, yeah. you and positive and whatever. Like that's how you build and strengthen your encouragement. It only comes from you. However, discouragement can come from anywhere. Yeah, it's a very difficult task. <laughs> from everywhere, from society, from media, from your close ones. And we'll probably touch on they later. Yeah, it's whoever we talk they about, are. whoever they are. So you know, we got it's a little teaser. <laughs> got to go back into you know what it means to build your own house. We got to go on vase. <laughs> but yeah, for to stay encouraged and keeping yourself positive, it's retraining your mind. Oh yes, reprogramming. I think reprogramming. Yeah. Reprogramming your mind so that you don't focus so much on the negatives that happen around you, inside of you, whatever it is, and only focus on what you can learn and how you can continue to grow. Just train the negatives to be like opportunities to grow. That way you don't see it as negatives. Exactly. It's just like, oh yeah, I can do better. Yeah. Uh, I think a good example, just to bring this home a little bit, is when John breaks his arm. He cannot yeah. practice anymore. 
he gets very discouraged because he's like, how am I going to grow from this and whatever? And then Akira Sensei comes in. Or he can't uh, do archery anymore. Exactly. Like you want to give up. Can't practice his craft. And then there was also self-doubt on days where it was like year four or something and he was still chopping wood and carrying water. And he's like, I don't know if I can do this anymore or I don't know if this is worth it. I don't see improvements mm -hmm. and stuff like that. He was, he was definitely do going down that path of discouragement. Mm -hmm. discouragement mm -hmm. and it wasn't until Akira sensei came by and was like john like this is amazing like you broke your arm like, oh, yeah, what yeah. are you gonna do from here yeah and then at that time john was ashamed because yeah. he was like he got into a fight like he gave into his hot uh hot-headedness yeah hot-headedness and broke his arm by indulging in this fight when he didn't have to gave into his rage gave into his rage created beef yeah. <laughs> he got beef with that other apprentice <laughs> but yeah and then like john was taken back and was like whoa like what's gonna happen yeah. he's like well now actually john reminded akira sensei so much of himself that he told the story of when he was younger he was also hot-headed he picked a fight with a bigger, stronger dude and, you know, uh, got pounded into the ground essentially. But it was in that moment he realized like, I may have give, given in to one of the tools of evil, but it's an area that I can grow from. Now he understands like, you know, picking this fight, it's not worth it because he set himself back so much more by giving in to like this urge. Yeah, because then what that broken arm set John back what a couple months? Months, yeah. I yeah. think it was like six, seven months. They don't say specifically in the thing, but yeah, first he has know. to heal that arm, mm -hmm. then, and then take it slow. Yeah, and then rehabilitate his um, weakened muscle there, so that he can shoot again. Yeah. So that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the best thing is that Akira Sensei also gave him a little bit of homework. So remember, it's not what you do that defines you it's just who you are so akira sensei says hey do this writing exercise the one that we mentioned before write down everything can do that every single day visualize what you want to do this is now a mental exercise that will help you become and it will achieve your greatest potential of who you are you know instead of what you do and he does this for months or whatever. And uh, I think this starts getting towards the end of the book. John I gets back the into the four things that he wrote down. It was like four principles to live by. Uh, shoot, did, did you I have it down? Maybe. But basically he wrote down four principles that were like, all right, cool. That sounds like who you are. Oh, yes. So it's the values that uh, he admires in other people that he sees greatness. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully I'm on the right page, but his principles pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I forget what his were, but it was pretty much like persistence, uh, love, and then two other things <laughs> <laughs> that, again, define who he is as a person. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, it, it's not what he does, which is become a great samurai archer, which he does become. <laughs> Spoiler. But... I'm trying to find out if I have it saved in my phone. Hopefully... Hopefully you can find it soon. But yeah, I don't know. It's just like really interesting to see, again, John get hurt, but continue to work on himself and get, you know, after he's healed and is able to do archery again, he's still great. Didn't lose a step. And if anything, he passes the apprentice uh, test. 
become a master. Can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what you said. Yeah. So let's talk about days now. Because, uh, days, yeah. do you want to say that for another episode or no? I think it'd be really quick because it kind of touches on encouragement and then like where he gets to. I don't know. Okay. Should we tease it? <laughs> days, I guess if we keep it short. <laughs> Uh, no okay <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys you'll have to wait till yeah. later for days but i think that's it for this episode then <laughs> yeah we'll end it on that cliffhanger <laughs> cliffhanger <laughs> tune well, into the next one <laughs> thank you for joining us as we discuss and discuss chop wood and carry water chop i've been wood. Derek. i've been kevin uh like subscribe do all the things and uh follow us for more content come at you soon share the things <laughs> bye <laughs> later Yay!